What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. I'm your host, Ren. Angelo and Austin with me as always. Well, Angelo with me as always. Austin back from his little sabbatical. Uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a day. I'm surviving. <laughs> you... it, it's been a great day. It's been a very, very, very great day. Um... Let's jump right into the question of the day before we get into news. It's going to be pretty simple this week. What is your favorite board game? And I'm not necessarily talking, like, classics. Like, if you, if you want to say Monopoly or Scrabble is your favorite board game, totally accept it. Um, but think of the all-encompassing, because there's a lot of board games. A lot. Anyone want to go? Um... <laughs> happen at the same time let's go um so, angela you go first thanks um so i just like battleship because i like saying i just sunk ren's battleship full disclosure we've we've never played battleship once yes. yeah and i sunk. no no we haven't the only board game we have played was a betrayal at house on the hill which is going to be the one that I say, like, there's just something about it because it's like, I don't want to say it's like a RPG, but it kind of is. The game changes and you have to react and respond to it and think. And so Angelo's really bad at it. And, um, no, I, that's probably mine. You're really bad at it. If you've never played it, go play it. It, it, it is a time investment because it takes like an hour to play, but it's a good game. You, It's like a haunted mansion exploration, and then you don't actually know like what the end goal is because the end goal changes as you play, and you don't find out what the end goal is until halfway through it. You're playing co-op for most of it. You can end up like fighting each other. It's, it's a good game. Check it out. Austin? Um... Honestly, I think mine's like Connect Four. Interesting. I used to play that as a kid all the time, and I would always win. So it's just like the no one beats me at Connect Four. So we shall play Connect Four at some time because I don't know the last time I lost at Connect Four. Me neither. <laughs> uh, it, it's like always at like bars and stuff, like giant mm-hmm. size Connect Four. Um, so today's episode, we are going to do way too early, way too early award predictions. Today, as we're recording, is the last day of preseason. This upcoming Tuesday, 23rd, I think that's the date. Whatever, it's Tuesday, whatever it is. That is NBA tip-off. So shortly after this episode comes off, out, we will be right back into the regular season, and I am pumped for it this year. Um... A lot of things happening around the league. A lot of changes this year. Normally we have kind of a slow offseason, it feels like. But this year there was a lot of moving pieces. Especially superstar pieces. So, I don't know. It'll be fun. Um, Some NBA news. We'll start off with a moment of silence for Austin as Andre Gudala announces his retirement. It's so sad. It it is. It's 19 seasons. Um, Four-time champion. 
So do this is going to be an interesting argument or discussion. Do you think he has a Hall of Fame career? No. Statistically, no, but accolades. I was going to say accolades, yes. Statistically, I don't think so. You you got nothing on it? Just no, Angelo? Like, you don't even want to? Just no. Just no? I don't know. I, I think that if it's a weaker ballot, which I haven't looked at who's on the ballot coming up, but... If it's a weaker ballot, I feel like he could get in just based on the accolades and I don't know. I, I've always like I'm not as big of a fan of Iggy as Austin is, but how can you not like him? Right? That's right. legit. Um Austin's also um we're gonna have a moment of silence because Wembenyama has like it's preseason. But oh, he's looked my good. Bren's been waiting like three weeks. He's no, but that's the thing. He's been, like, regardless of, like, the time, because last week we could have talked about it. This week we can talk about it. Are you worried that you are wrong, Austin? Not really. <sighs> In, like, did you watch the 90-second clip? Yeah, I saw it. You're not worried that you're you're wrong? Look, and... it's... This thing, this phenomenon happens in football, too. It is in football. Like, Lamar Jackson. He was super electric, super athletic. People didn't know how to stop Lamar. Right? He ran over everyone. The next year, they game-planned for him. And they contained him. I think it's going to be the same thing. People have to figure out how to shoot around the 7-4 dude. (laughs) Once they do that, I don't think he's going to be this generational talent. Honestly, they just need to put an elbow on him. <laughs> no. Just yeah. find Tanya Harding. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> there was something else in the news that came up. Oh, I saw something too. What? What is uh, it? James, I know James Harden is like full in on this. I'm not playing for the Sixers ever yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um. Oh man. Austin or Angelo's just not having it tonight. What what was that reaction, Angelo? I'm just tired of hearing James Harden. Can he just like become a free agent and then not get signed? I mean that's probably gonna happen. So I was reading and so the reason he wants to go back to Houston is one because he wants out of Philadelphia. That's that's probably most of it. But the other thing is apparently Why? his mom. Why? Go ahead. Apparently his mom is sick. Um, we don't know like the extent of it or anything like that. So he wants to get you know back home, which that I understand. Um, just be more amicable, and maybe you'll get your way. I guess. Nobody wants to touch James Harden right now. That's that's kind of what we're seeing. Um, that wasn't what I wanted to talk about, but I cannot find it, so we will move along. Uh, Patrick Kazarian sentenced to multi-year 
or multi-million dollar NBA fraud. Chiropractor. Oh, that's that's out of our realm of news. Um, so let's go ahead and jump right into the way too early predictions. Austin, you have the list of what we're doing. So yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through who we think is going to make it out of the East, the West. We'll do some of the awards. We'll do the finals, finals MVP, and then we will hit actual season MVP. So let's get started with who's making it out of the East. So I will lead off since I'm just the one reading it. Okay. Um, I did a who do I think is going to win and then a dark horse pick for each category. Did you guys do that too? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so that, we need to touch on that. So we're doing our prediction and then a dark horse, like someone off the rails that like not obvious. We need to clarify that before we get into it. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Thank you. Um, my team that's making it out of the East is Boston. Fair. I think with Porzingis coming in, Drew Holiday kind of retaining that Marcus Smart defense, but this South 16 finally having a real big. I think that'll push them over the edge. Just because of the offense he can provide. Yeah, I I don't think the fall off, like Marcus Smart is a better defender, I think, but I don't think the gap between them makes up for or doesn't get covered by Drew's offense. I think Drew is hands down a significantly better offensive player. Yeah. So I think they will take it. And my dark horse that I'm going to say is the Cavs. Everyone's going to have my dark horse. Yep. Yeah, I, I I also have the dark horse as the Cavs. Look, yeah. so do I. <laughs> Look, if you're making predictions, most people are going to have the Bucks, the Celtics, as the one and two seed in the East. Um, so I think anything past that's going to be a dark horse because those are the two everyone's going to expect to get out. I have the Bucks as mine for who I think is making it out of the East. I just think they got so much better offensively. Like, how do you guard a Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo pick and roll? You you can't. There's nothing you can do to stop that. Um, you hope to slow it down a little bit, but there's nothing you can do to stop it. And the plan of Giannis is to add shooters around him. There's few people that are better shooters than Damian Lillard in the NBA right now. So I just think the Bucks got too much better i think that they're going to make it out of the east i still think the celtics are a good pick um i just that's a lot of money tied up into the jays and i don't know if that was the smartest decision because i do think both of them are worth that money i just don't think they're worth that money on the same team because it really hampers your ability to build around them um and yeah my dark horse is the Cavs. i I'm sure we all feel the same way. Like they are a top two seed talent. I just don't think they can break into the top two seed this year. I think having them at around that five seed, because I think we're going to have someone that we're probably going to have two teams that really catch, catch fire like, at the end. Yeah. I, and they just kind of squeeze into that, the, those unexpected three, four seeds. And I think the Cavs will finish around five or six. And I think the Cavs are better than five or six. I just think that that's how the dominoes are going to fall. Um, and for that reason, I think the Cavs will be my dark horse pick. I could see them easily making the Eastern Conference Finals. I just don't think they get over the hump this year. 
I think you're also just getting more experience. Yeah, for sure. Plus, we and, have the uh, ex finals experience of Max Struess. Yeah, absolutely. Oh absolutely. God. Max Struess is the defining character. I on changed the my choice now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Angelo. Tell me how Jimmy Butler's going to win. <laughs> it's on the notes. But... I didn't read the notes after the first one. So, Angelo... Let's let's take a step back here and glance behind the veil here. So Angelo decided to make his list while heavily intoxicated, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you're just gonna read those notes verbatim. No, I'm gonna have Austin oh, you're not? post the notes and I'll oh. the predictions. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I can do that. Yeah. So, um, Eastern Conference Finals, I have Bucks, Dark Horses, Cavs. So we agree. Yes. I think we all hit on it pretty pretty solid. Yeah. All right. I think the East is a little easier. Yeah. You guys ready to move to the West? Yeah, I'm good. All right. My, I mean, I think the West is easier to predict for the who's getting out of there. It mm -hmm. is Denver. Yeah. It is hands down the Nuggets. They are going to the finals. Yeah. You, why would you bet against the defending champions when they didn't get worse. Yeah. However, my dark horse, I'm going with the Lakers. Ooh. I think Ren just threw up in his mouth a little bit. I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the Lakers. You can never count out a LeBron. He's not wrong. I, and, look, and they I, built the depth. They built the depth up. He's not wrong. <laughs> just... Oh, Brent's so disappointed in me. I'm just the depth is fine, but LeBron is old. There, there's no arguing that he's not the same player on defense that he was. Um, offensively, absolutely, he's still going to be there. He's still one of the, if not the best minds in basketball. Anthony just... Davis Davis. Like, did you call him Anthony Deja Davis? I absolutely did. I love that. When he's healthy, one of the best players in ball. When he's healthy, um, yes, they built the depth up, but they're not going to be my dark horse. My dark horse. The Mavs or the Suns? I mean the Kings. I'm all in on the Kings oh, wagon. God, again. this guy. Look. And wait, who who eliminated the Kings last year? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. I just... That was your dark horse, right? That was my dark horse. I, I agree with you on the Nuggets. Like, I don't okay. think that there's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not picking the Kings over the Nuggets. You're um, really going to do this again. You're really going to do I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Uh, eventually I'll be right, but I just, it's, it's not the talent of the Kings and the talent is there, right? I think we can all agree. Like the Kings have a good lineup, even if you guys don't agree with me on like their ceiling, right? That they're a good lineup, right? Solid squad for sure. Yeah. Like there, there's a lot of talented players on that team and they, it wouldn't surprise you if they won, like you're not expecting it. 
and that's why they're my dark horse. But it's more just how they play. I just if you if we were to do a ranking on like must watch NBA, like a tier list, like top tiers must watch, the Kings are on that. Because even if they don't win, they are just so much fun to watch. And I want to see more of them this season. So my dark horse is that they go to the NBA Finals. Because that means I get at least four more games of the Kings this year. Because they are at the top. They are probably my number one team that if they have a game on that I'm awake for. Because this Western Conference start times kind of suck for us on the East. Um, Like, I have to turn it on. Because it's that much fun to watch. They just play fun basketball. So that's my selfish dark horse pick. And I don't think that, like, if I, if, okay. If I were to tell you that my predictions, the Kings are going to finish at the four seed, that doesn't sound crazy, right? It doesn't because you've got, how does it sound crazy? Because the Nuggets are going to be one, right? Nuggets. Nuggets, Phoenix, Golden State. That's your one through three, right? Mavs. In, in, in any order. So Mavs, Lakers, Clippers. Lakers are not. Clippers. Pelicans. What? Clippers, no. Clippers Clippers will be a playoff team, but they're going to be like a 7-8 seed. Yeah. They're going to be the playing team. Stop it. You know who probably will make the playoffs this year? Okay, see? We'll see. Uh, Angela, go ahead with your picks. So, for my Western finalist, I picked the Suns. Ooh. And for my Dark Horse, I picked the Pelicans. So, I don't even have... See, I did the full prediction, so, like, we're not doing that this week, but I don't even have the Pelicans making the playoffs. How? Two words. Availability. Oh, you said two words. Uh, availability. <laughs> Look, Zion has played above 30 games one time in four years. Let's just call it at this point. He, he is... well, I'm going to fall for that trap, but not only that. The Pelicans are a team that is, that is made to run without Zion. I don't think they're a dark horse finals without right, Zion, but... but... They are a but, playoff. So you're thinking they scamper to the playoffs. Zion somehow comes back healthy. They could. Or maybe Zion just doesn't get hurt and, you know, the world ends. So, But, like, let's not pretend that, like, Brandon Ingram or CJ McCollum are, like, the pinnacles of health, right? Like, that, that team just, there's something in the water in New Orleans. Because they cannot uh, stay healthy. Crawdads are delicious, though. Yeah. They are freaking amazing. If you've never been to a crawfish boil, go. It's no, so I good. Yes. I've heard about it. It Like, legitimate Cajun seasoning, it will change your life. Even if you don't like seafood. It's not seafood. Technically, they're oh, bugs. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. So, my stepmom and my dad own a business. So... Mm-hmm. They take regular vacations to different cities. So, um, one of the things that my stepmom was excited for was going to New Orleans and trying their 
gumbo. And no, I. But if you seriously go, like, not to interrupt you, but like, I love New Orleans cuisine. It's one of my favorite places to visit. So she's had gumbo at like, because obviously you have restaurants around your area that serve right. gumbo. So she's had gumbo around the area. Um, she went there and she said the gumbo was the worst she's ever tasted. Seriously. Seriously. It was like. She said the restaurant we went to when we were up in, in uh, like Cincinnati, Dayton area was better than the stuff in New Orleans. So it depends. I guess it, maybe she went to a bad restaurant. So this is why I always say like I will try anything twice because everyone always says, oh, I'll try everything once. That's it's a bad way to live because. If you have something one time and it's bad, maybe it was prepared wrong. Maybe uh, the product itself was bad. Like, you don't know. So try it a second time because maybe something went wrong that first time. But, like, the first time I went to New Orleans and had, like, legitimate New Orleans cuisine, like, that first bite, it was, like, the scenes from the movies. Like, there was, like, lights. Like, everything zoomed out. It was just clouds. (laughs) It was... No, it's, it's... they're the meme about Zion going to New Orleans being bad for his career, it's absolutely true because like that food is probably the best in the lower forty eight. Like there there's like maybe KC barbecues up there, but no, no. Legitimate Nolan's food. Try it. Go. Change your life. Um That was an interesting tangent. Uh yeah. So, why do you have the Suns over the Nuggets? So, I think we kind of sleep on the free agency signings that the Suns made. They secretly got some fairly decent depth around Beal, KD, and Booker. And while I guess it oh, is ball. kind of... Con- yeah, that's one of them. But <laughs> while I guess it is concerning seeing Beal, you know, be on a playoff continual like finals contender team for the first time in his career i do think that the fit will work their offense is going to be crazy better than dallas's and i think that they will have the depth to stay in games the matchup you're worried about is obviously the nuggets right because like what like i like the phoenix roster okay yeah it's a, it's a great roster. There, there, there's nothing wrong with it but my question is, do you trust Yusuf Nurkic as your starting center against Embiid, against Jokic? Embiid in the playoffs, but right, but I'm saying, like, if he's healthy and Jokic. And because the, their center depth is not, like, they have depth for sure. But at the five, who's backing up Nurkic? Is it Bull Bull? I don't know, maybe. I believe so. It's either him or Azabuki. Azabuki, Azabuki, whatever. I'm butchering it. Regardless, like, the center depth is what concerns me because we're getting to a point in the NBA where center is once again becoming a very important position. I just don't know if Yusuf Nurkic is the answer. He's a quality player. But do I trust him to guard? Even if, because the game isn't to stop Jokic or Spiro, it's to contain him. But 
even to that like effect, I think if there's a singular team who has the guns to to make what Jokic does in a game irrelevant, it is the Suns. So that's kind of. I don't know. I I I I trust the Suns offensively. I don't know if I trust them defensively. That's fair. Austin, who is next, or what is next? What is next? We are moving into the six man award. Okay. So I'm gonna start it off. <clears throat> I took an easy one that Ren helped me with because I could not, for the life of me, find a six man. So I'm going assumption that CP3 does not start, and he is my sixth man. My dark horse, you're going to hate me forever. Mm-hmm. It is Ben Simmons. Ooh, I'm surprised Ryan didn't make that same noise again. That's not terrible. I don't agree with it, but it's not terrible. <laughs> I um, expected, like, full-on vomit. I just talked about no. CP3 and Ben Simmons at the same time. You have to remember, I don't hate Ben Simmons' game. I just... There's just something about him. But, no, Chris Paul is also my pick um, for Six Man of the Year because I do, like, I think they're going to start the season starting Steph and CP3 together, but I think it's way too obvious that his value off the bench is going to kind of pay off in dividends because he immediately becomes the best backup point guard in the NBA. Um, even with his age, it's probably arguably the best backup point guard in NBA history. Um, and he'll still get minutes running with Clay, Dre, Wiggins. Um, so yeah, I just, I think that one's way too obvious. I think that once they realize that starting two undersized point guards that really can't defend is a poor decision, um, Chris Paul will go to the bench. Uh, for my dark horse, I don't necessarily think this is a great... I don't know how I want to word it, because I don't want to, like, insult him, but it, it's Malcolm Brogdon. Um, just because we know what he's capable of as an offensive player and a defensive player. Um, for a while, he was one of the better efficiency-wise shooters in the NBA. Um, we now know that he will be coming off the bench, at least while he's still in Portland. There's still a chance they move him, in which case this is irrelevant. But as of now, Scoot Henderson is getting the reps. Malcolm Brogdon did a great interview the other day where he basically said that you know, Scoot needs those reps. He deserves those reps. He's earned those reps, and that's going to help him develop. So, Brogdon will be coming off the bench. That's great my dark horse candidate. Yeah, very great. He's one of the best, like, teammates I think I've ever seen in the NBA. Like, he's just very dedicated to whatever team he's on. So, this award was very interesting for me to consider. Because I the top two candidates are Chris Paul and Malcolm Brogdon, but I think both of them have the chance to get moved and become starters elsewhere. So that kind of like phasiness, like kind like iffy situation, kind of made me go in a different direction altogether with both Dark Horse and Winner. So for my winner, I have Emmanuel Quickly. Oh, the New York that's Knicks. good. 
I yes. really like that actually. I think he could take a step up. I think he's in a big market, so if he's if someone's going to garner votes for you know, performing better it's someone in New York. Absolutely. And in a similar logic, I put Derek White as my dark horse because That's I like well. I liked what I saw out of him in the playoffs with Boston and I think that with Brogdon gone, he's basically going to take that role and that role won six man last year. So, if he can thrive in it, he could get it. I'm actually impressed that Drunk Angelo came up with that because I actually really, I really like both of those picks. Um, Agreed. Yeah, that's actually you have me. You actually have me second guessing my Chris Paul pick. Yeah. You should be intoxicated more. <laughs> Drunk Angelo has like a clarity that's unseen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys ready to move into MIP? Yeah. I actually really like all my picks for the most part. I don't hate mine. All right, most improved. We are going to move with Jordan Poole. <laughs> he is now the pool. Yep, he's now the guy on a disgusting Wizards team. Just on stats alone, I think he'll take it. My dark horse is kind of a homer pick, but I think Franz Wagner takes the next step. Interesting. So. Jordan Poole's a good pick. And it sounds like that was also Angelo's pick, correct? No. Oh, it wasn't? No. Okay. Um, I like He was considered. I like the pick a lot. But no, uh, he was not my pick. He would be like my third pick. He, he would be I, like my third he's pick. He's going to have a green light of all green lights. So yeah. Right. But like, the... If you told me he's averaging like close to 30 by season's end, not I wouldn't be that surprised. So... For me, because we were talking about this before we started recording, and I said that the most improved player was probably the most obvious, and you both like kind of you didn't you didn't disagree you, you did disagree, but you didn't like vehemently disagree. We so the most back. improved player twenty twenty three twenty twenty four is Mikael Bridges. I debated him. One. I debated him too, but I so, thought he was good enough that it's not gonna carry over. No, he's. He, he once again, just like Jordan Poole, he has the green light of all green light. There's nothing in that New York Knicks team that's going to. That, well, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Brooklyn Nets. Sorry, drunken. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh-huh. but yeah, Brooklyn Nets team that says offensive superiority. So once again, so, if if he averages thirty points, if the end of the season he's averaging close to thirty points, also wouldn't shock me. So after the trade from. Phoenix to Brooklyn, he averaged nine more points per game, right? So that's going to be comparable to what Jordan Poole averages, right? The difference is Mikhail Bridges is still one of the best defenders in the NBA. Jordan Poole is not. So I think when you compare, like, both of these players, the one that's going to get the edge is going to be Mikhail Bridges because not only is he going to get those buckets, the same buckets that Jordan Poole's going to get, but he's also going to be playing heads and shoulders above him defensively, and I just... I feel like this is Mikael Bridges' award to run away with. And... Not me. Well, I, I'm interested because you don't have Jordan Poole, you don't have Mikael Bridges, so I'm actually... I'm let me... Go ahead. I was like, let me talk about Mikael, because I debated him, but I... 
truly thought that what he did in the last half of the year eliminated him from contention. No, if was really good, then really bad, then really good, then really bad. If he's consistently good, I think he earns it. But I think Mikel but, did enough to move him out of that category. But last year, Tyrese Halliburton won it with that same sort of outcome. And where that's, I guess just me not agreeing with how this award is um, valued. For my dark horse, I debated between two players for completely different reasons. So I'm going to cover both of them real quick. Uh, one of them is a homer pick, which is Obi Toppin, just because his per 36 numbers are insane. Um, while on a New York team that did not utilize him, and now he's going to potentially be starting with Tyrese Halliburton. I just think the numbers are going to be enough to be a dark horse candidate, but my actual pick is Evan Mobley. Um, just because I do think he'll take that next step offensively. Um, young player, obviously all all defense in the NBA. And I think he'll take a step offensively and kind of shoehorn himself into that. I don't want to say second option because I don't think he takes away from Garland or Mitchell, but I think that he's going to get more touches this year, and I think it's going to pay off for him. Interesting. So... Um, I've kind of hinted at who my selection is here over various episodes on the podcast. I am all in on this player. I think this dude who was injured last season is going to have a huge resurgence in a big way, and I'm going to be debating if he's better than Trey Young. My most improved prediction is Cade Cunningham. Why did Trey just catch a stray? Because <laughs> Trey always catches strays. That's that's like the secondary basis of this show. I guess, but this is out of nowhere. We won't even... Whatever. Uh, talk me through Trey. <laughs> or Cade. Cade, he has the potential of... A lot of the people you guys just listed, he has the offensive scoring potential. I don't think he's going to average 30, but he does have the offensive scoring potential. He has something the other guys don't have in playmaking potential. And while he's not as good a defender as Mikkel, I'm not going to say that. He does have a solid frame and could put uh, put up decent defensive stats. So, Mm -hmm. and and he is the main driving force on his team as far as offensively goes, but unlike these other players, he has people around him to boost up those assist numbers. And I think we've shown with LeBron, with Jokic, that if you can put up dominant playmaking assist numbers, you can be favored in an award award race. So just playing devil's advocate here. In two years, Cade Cunningham has played 76 games. In two years, Cade Cunningham has averaged seven point or 17.8 points, 5.6 rebounds, and 5.6 assists with 1.2 steals. You think that he's going to average significantly more than that, enough, to, enough of a gap to yes. warrant? So you're thinking like 25 points? I'm thinking like 20 points approaching on 7, 8, 9. Well, he averaged, in the 12 games he played last year, he averaged 20. 
But you think 17 to 20 or 18 to 20 is a big enough jump? With the assist numbers, yes. With like almost 10 assist assist numbers, yes. Oh, I don't think he's getting 10 assists. I think he's got the offensive talent around him to get there. Uh, We'll see. Because that's one more bucket per game and four more assists per game. You think that that's going to be... It's like a rounding error. It's like a rounding this guy. I mean, the yeah. assists, like four assists is significant. I'm not going to yeah. say that's not, but... It is. But yes. I don't know. I, that's Availability is going to be the issue for Cade, yes. I think. But if he's available, I think he's... Well, who's, your, who's, your, who's your dark horse? I mean, uh, I don't hate Cade. I don't hate Jordan Cade Poole. as a pick. I picked Jordan Poole. What? <laughs> 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 Hold on, what's the Vegas betting odds right now? <laughs> Jordan Poole is currently number two in Vegas odds, and that's your dark horse. Who do you think's number one? It's Mikhail Bridges. I said Mikhail Bridges is obvious. Oh, so you just went to the voting odds. No, I just knew that it's he averaged nine more points per game. I also that's... had Austin Reeves as Austin Reeves. Like Austin Reeves, I would win. I would accept Austin Reeves as a dark horse. <laughs> I, I do not accept Jordan Poole as a dark Jordan horse. Because Cade's going to run away with it. Okay. Oh, man. Ready for DPOY? Yep. I, think, I, I think at this point, Obi Toppin is the most bold pick tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we still, still got a couple to go. Yeah. So DPOY, I'm going with Giannis. It's kind of a safe pick in my opinion, but it is what it is. And my dark horse, I'm going with Marcus Smart. Interesting. Interesting. I think he will be the defense on that Grizzlies team. Because, I mean, Jaw's not playing defense. Bane's not really playing defense. Aaron um, is the defense. <laughs> Bane's, Bane's not playing defense? Not to Marcus Smart level. Marcus Smart will be on the best player. Yeah. Did you just, like, blasphemy our Lord and Savior? I did. <laughs> you turned VP Desmond Bane. Uh, you me, yo. So, my pick is another Grizzly, but it, it's Jaren. I Can think I that... Yeah. Okay. Wasn't there a block scandal? No, that block that, that <laughs> they they, they got no 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 they that was investigated and no there was no scandal. Um. So, Marcus Smart is. I'm I'm not saying there's there's anything wrong with that pick. I'm just saying that Marcus Smart's going to be doing a lot of funneling into Jaron Jackson. Um. Because Jackson is clearly the most versatile defender. I'm not going to say the most versatile defender in the NBA, because I think right now it's Jonathan Isaac. He's just a little crazy. Um, <laughs> and he doesn't play Jonathan Isaac. He didn't say he, who. He said woo. Oh. <laughs> I was like... Um, but Jaron Jackson, elite every aspect of the defensive game. And I just think that with Marcus Smart there, there's going to be a lot more funneling, a lot more verticality. Um, 
verticality. verticality. And I just I think that it, it's a safe pick. That's why I'm doing it. Did you do your dark? Was your dark horse Marcus Smart? Your dark horse was Marcus Smart. Yep. Um, for me. All right, I closed my list. <laughs> I was ever go, prepared. Go ahead. No, I closed it. I've got to reopen it. Go ahead and tell me yours, Angela. Okay. This guy. So I went full homer with this pick. I picked Evan Mobley as my uh, defensive player of the year. I debated it. I think, I mean, he's probably one of the best defensive players they've ever seen who can defend yeah, the perimeter defend for it, sure. it, i'm not i'm not gonna justify this it, it's 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 a great pick my dark horse was interesting because i went back and forth on this but for the record um just before you say yours mine was bam <laughs> okay so okay so th- so mine was the spiciest out of all the dark horses nice so he looked really good defensively last season and i think if he takes another step up in his game he could be there it would surprise me if he won but i think walker kessler is really slept on and i think he could be in the running in the future i'm gonna pick him as my dark horse for this year i don't hate it i do not hate it i'm proud of us in these lists are you yeah we're doing pretty good this is where it all goes down. Rookie of the year. Oh God! <laughs> so, and spoiler alert: we don't off. all have the same person. <laughs> Rookie of the year: Chet Holmgren. Oh no! Dark uh, Horse: Wemby. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, no. Not only so not only not only did he not pick Wemby for rookie of the year, he called him a dark horse. Dark horse, because he's not gonna play a full healthy season. Oh my god. So if he does, he will win it. <laughs> if he does he will So he got he has the cop out. He has the cop out already, Ren. I do have the cop out. Let's go. Uh God. See, we were doing so well. Everything was going great. Uh, are you going to explain? Are you going to talk through the chat, Holmgren? Or are you just like, you're just dropping the mic and walking away? Um, Drop the mic. No, I like Shay. I think Shay is going to oh. be the pivotal point on that team. And is going to free up Chet to do what Chet needs to do. Especially with Kitty there, too. So I think it'll be kind of a situation to where he's getting all the boards. He may have to get some assists and he'll be able to get points when Shea's getting doubled. So um I want to talk more about Chet, but I'll talk about him in my uh Okay. Ren, so am I am I going okay, well so rookie of the year is gonna be Victor Wimbanyama. Um and I, 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 what? I, 
Is he okay? I, I just, I'm... Do you want I'm, me to go next? No, I'm just, like, I shouldn't have to talk through this. Right? Like, you this... Are... Yeah, just chop the mic and walk away. No, 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 no. No, so... Wemby is the most skilled seven foot four player ever. And what's that list? Like four people? No. Exactly. It's 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 a list of zero because I don't think we've ever had someone this tall. Or this talented above seven foot, because like we all know like Paul George and like Giannis lie about their heights. So um, there's a five six guy who's super talented. This is the most talented five six guy we've ever seen. No, because you're so did you know like ten percent of people seven foot tall make the NBA, right? Like think about that. That's an absurd percentage. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but this is someone but this is someone that is blocking Clay Thompson at the three-point line. This is someone that's in two minutes running the floor, getting blocks, dunking, shooting a three. This is an insane skill set to have, regardless of the height. But he's also seven foot four. I mean, regardless of the height, that is why he has the skill set. That's why he's. He, if he, he was six ten, he's not going to be blocking Clay on the three-point line. Right, that's what I'm saying. But he also is shooting the ball well. He's also handling the ball well. The height is an addition to his talent. If he was 6'8", he's still an NBA player because of how good he is from a skill set point of view. But he's 7'4". How do you game plan for that? How do you close out on that? How do you contest his shot when him standing is taller than most of your players' our ability to jump and block. Don't get headbutted like he likes to do. Look, we're making this prediction without injury because we don't want to put that evil on nobody. And there's just no one in this class that compares to Wembenyama. There's barely anyone in the NBA history that compares to Wembenyama. There's LeBron, Zion to an extent. Um... It's a really short list, so th- this is obvious for me. Dark Horse is going to be Brandon Miller. Um, I think that a lot of people are kind of sleeping on him because it- it's a 2K storyline, right? Everyone wanted Scoot. Everyone thinks Scoot's the better player, and he might be, but Brandon Miller has a better team around him. Um, plays in a, a objectively weaker conference. And he's going to have a green light. Like, Scoot's going to have a green light, too. Don't get me wrong. But I just think that people are really buying into the Shep versus MP drama. That Shep's the real deal, blah, 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 whatever. But Brandon Miller's going to spend that VC this year. This guy. Go ahead, Angelo. So, I swear to God, if you have Wimby as your dark horse, I'm walking <laughs> away from this mic. So, so I also have Chet Holmgren as my rookie of the year. Let's go. So, so one of the things that, so do you watch the um, 
podcast p the pg's podcast so one of the things he said that really like got to and this isn't a knock against chet holmgren i please don't take this as them coming from austin stance but one of the things that paul george said about chet versus wemby that really resonated with me was chet holmgren has had the advantage of having a year of getting used to nba physicality whether or not Wemby is a great talent, it will take him some adjusting time to get, especially when the real games start, to get adjusted to NBA speeds. And I think if someone has an advantage over all the rookies, it's the guy who's been in the NBA for a year who ha- who doesn't, who oh, still has rookie year eligibility. But Chet has played just as many games in the NBA as Wemby. Right, but he's in the but he's getting NBA training. He's had a year NBA training that Wemby has not had. He's in the atmosphere. Yes. So you're you're not saying it's because of injury like other people. No, I'm saying it. Chet has an advantage that Wemby does not. Because let's 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 pump brakes for a second here, right? So Wemby is our dark horse because he might get injured, right, Austin? That's not my dark horse. But go no, 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 no. I'm, I'm coming for Austin right now. I'm going for the jugular again today. So Wimby is the dark horse because he might get injured, right? Correct. So why is Chet eligible to be rookie of the year this year? Because he yeah, missed he an entire it. season with an injury. Yeah. So, so why do you not think he's going to do that again? He's built the same as Wimby. He's two inches shorter than Wimby. But he's why? Not gonna get hurt, dude. I don't think Wimby's, <laughs> or Chet's going to get hurt. But why? <laughs> what do you mean, but why? Do you want me to say, like, someone's going to hit his kneecap? Like, But him oh! and Wemby are built the exact same. <laughs> They're physically almost... The only difference is two inches. Do you at Correct. least acknowledge that Chet does have an advantage coming into this season that Wemby does not, as far as the training and getting used to the physicality? I don't... I don't know... He's no, stuck. it's it's not that I'm stuck on the talent. It's that Chet has been injured. He hasn't like it's not like he's been running reps with the team. It he's been around the culture, sure. Like he has a better understanding of how the NBA works. Yeah. But I don't know if that's necessarily translating to the game. Do I think that Chet has better teammates and that's going to afford him much better opportunities? Yeah, yes. probably. But at the same time, I think that Wimby is a significantly better player. If you're just... It, it, ignore everything else, okay? Just put the two players side by side. Which player has more talent? It's Wimby. And that's not arguable. It's correct? not arguable, but that's not what the award is. But It's who that's... played the best in their rookie year. I just... I don't think that... Chet will outplay Wimby if both play a full season, which I hope they do. Um, or at least close to a full season, because like nobody plays a full season anymore. Right. Um, well, that might change just, with the new roles. We'll see. So, well, no, I mean bumps and like legitimate injuries. Like you're gonna yeah. have like strained calf and that's true. like that, that's just gonna happen. Bruce, I'm just talking like Bruce nobody Andrew. getting like a torn plantar or plantar fasciitis or whatever it was Chet had last year from like 
I want to see both of them because they're in the same conference. Like, I want to see them play against each other. I'm just, I don't think that the talent, or I don't think that the talent quite around honestly, Chet. Quite God. honestly, Chet Holmgren is probably one of the only players you could say could defend Wemby. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're physically similar players. And, like, they play the game a similar way. It's just, I think that Wimby is significantly more skillful than Chet. And that's not a knock on Chet, because he's very much up there. It's just, I think that Wimby is, he has earned the generational talent tag. And, like, it would be like... Has he earned it, though? He has. Like He's we can it. He hasn't earned it. I have a feeling that whenever Giddy Year comes out, there's gonna be a victory left on some end from either Austin or Ren. Or neither. They both could get hurt day one and freaking oh, no, Anthony <laughs> Black wins. No, no, no. If that happens, it doesn't matter who rookie of the year is, Austin's taking that victory lap. Because I called the injury. I don't think that's warranting a victory lap. That's like <laughs> Someone got really hurt. Bad. Like that's that's a, someone got hurt. That happens. Like, but again, we're not supposed to be planning on injuries. That wasn't disclosed. I, no, <laughs> but that, that's how we always well, do it, though. Well, I mean, but we just discredited Angelo's New Orleans pick because you said Zion isn't going to be fair. healthy. And then my Lakers no. pick with Anthony day to day. I mean, I I get what you're saying, but I'm talking like team i don't know you're right but you're also like it, it's not that i'm saying oh they're record no i i'm not gonna say like i'm not saying they're not gonna make it because of injury right like when i'm saying i'm not saying zion's out for the season the pelicans aren't gonna make it i'm gonna say the pelicans are going to face injury issues because they always have um because every one of their starters faces injuries. So I'm a hypocrite, I guess. But when it comes to the individual players, I have a harder time saying that, you know, it's a determining factor, I guess. Like with teams, I'm more comfortable with it. I don't know. You're right. I, I, can, I can see where you're coming from, though. Not the soundboard. <laughs> Uh, time to open the next drink. Uh, if you're just joining us this week and you weren't here last week, Angelo has a soundboard now. <laughs> I hate everything. Okay. Angelo, you, did you do your rookie of the year dark horse? He did not do his dark horse yet. We, we so... argued about Wimby again. So what? Did Angelo just Angelo? I think the soundboard took over. I think Angelo is All right. now a soundboard. Hello. Hello, Dark Horse, go. Okay, so I wanted to do a true Dark Horse because I could have taken the cop out answer and said Brandon Miller. Mm-hmm. Because that is a very solid you know, candidate oh. because he was the top three pick, if I'm not mistaken, and he is very controversial mm-hmm. as far as the selection goes. 
but I really thought about it and I'm going to take this back to football, but in football opportunity is king. And I wanted to think of a rookie who, and it can't be scoot. And I wanted, I wanted to think of a rookie who could get that opportunity or be in a situation for He's that opportunity. Thompson. I'm picking who? Thompson. No. Oh. So, I I, I I can't believe I did this. I picked Grady Dick. Because, oh my god! What? Yes, because I think of all the rookies, Tor- Toronto's situation could easily go from where it is now to Grady Dick's team, essentially. What? Out there with yes. We need a virtual access to this soundboard. <laughs> what is what is where? where Why? What, what do you want? What where's you want? Pascal? Where's Scotty Barnes? It's Grady Dick's Pascal's, team. <laughs> Pascal is getting traded, and Scotty Barnes is probably playing alongside Grady. Grady Dick. Dick's team. Yeah. Oh my god, that's like. Oh god, he's got a soundboard. <laughs> I got a soundboard. That's just that's not even like a dark like it's so far out of left field. Yeah, it is. That's worse than Wemby. That, that is, is way that, worse than Wemby. That, that is, is the darkest dark horse yet. This is that was bold. Is that the first that golden bold. L? That's is that's it, that's the it, first golden L of the 2023-2024 season. Let's go! <laughs> got it! This, this man just straight up told it. us with a straight I face that it. Grady Dick is gonna win the, the I got uh, it! I got it! I got it. You know, that kind of makes that's Angelo clapping for himself. That's <laughs> weird. Um, <laughs> like if you had said either of the Thompson twins or I debated them, a- Anthony Black, maybe Grady Dick. Grady Dick. <laughs> Boy, that's gonna. We're revisiting this in a year. Um, <laughs> Oh man, you could. It's either it's either I was dead wrong, or you're gonna need a lot of alcohol that night. Every podcast night, I might need it that night. (laughs) And Austin doesn't drink. And Austin doesn't. Uh, What's next, Austin? Next up, we are moving into which team is making is going to the finals and who's winning. So. So I guess which team's winning of your yeah, picks. Yeah, yeah. So we already did our pick, so do not pick a team you did not yeah. predict. Yes. And we don't have to do a dark horse here because the dark horse is the, the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, we don't, I, I, don't I didn't do it like that, actually. You did a dark horse for you a finals, a... MVP, or finals I did... champion that you didn't pick in the finals? So, so, so I did... So I'll just read your mind. So Eastern Conference, I did Boston. Dark Horse was Cavs, right? Right, right, right. Western was Denver and then Lakers. Right. So I approached it as Boston versus Denver and then Cavs versus Lakers. You think both of your dark, like you did it as both of your dark horses making it? Yes. That's bold. So that's how I did it. I'll give you mine, then you guys can do it however you did it. So between Boston, Denver, I'm giving it to Boston. I think, like we, I kind of talked about when I chose them, Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Tatum, and then Porzingis being that big down low, not great, not the greatest defensively, but a body 
to help put on Jokic because mm-hmm. they didn't have that. Right. Um, and then my dark horse between Cavs and Lakers, I'm doing Cavs. Hmm. I think if they get hot in the playoffs and through the finals, they will take it. Oh, listen, if Donovan Mitchell gets, if both Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland's get hot in the playoffs, I don't know who's eliminated us in the East. Celtics, if no Tatum and no, really, no, I am I, that confident. I don't, I don't know. I think between Drew and Jalen. They can yeah, lock down one, two, and then Tatum can kind of th- be thrown at if the rest. They, if Garland and Donovan are hot, they're not getting locked down. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, my winner of Bucks Nuggets, which was my pick, um, I'm going with the Bucks because if you get Damian Lillard in the finals appearance, and he, he's, he's dealt good. with an entire career of listening to people like Angelo. He he's going off. Like you're 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 not gonna stop him. If Damian Lillard gets into the NBA Finals and he's had an entire career of listening to people like Angelo about Uh how his legacy is tarnished because he's loyal to his team, yeah. um, Like we're we're gonna see Damian Lillard like open the seventh gate. That's nice. Would you would you consider that if he makes it to the finals, his career is at stake? Like his legacy is that. Are you asking me? Just either of you. Well, both of you. No. If he makes it to the finals and he wins, or and he doesn't win, does that put his career at stake? If so, if he wins the NBA championship, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Probably. I think he's he's justified. I think he's going to the Hall of Fame regardless. I don't know. If he never wins, better. If he never wins, do you think he gets in? Yes. That's tough for me. But I don't he, think because he played Mr. In, Accolades don't matter. I am, but at the same time, like interesting. He played in a conference for his entire career hmm. where he was never going to be the best point guard in that conference. Huh. Interesting. I'm so confused now because earlier with Iggy you said does he make it on accolades? No, 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 but Iggy has the accolades. But he doesn't have the the stats. So we're just and, playing and, and, the and, opposite and side what, of the coin here. But what else did I say? What did I say the prerequisite was for those accolades to be enough? Interesting. You said it was a weaker class. And I'll if it was a weaker that. class. I'll accept that. So, I don't know. Because he has the stat line. But he doesn't have the accolades. I think both are important when it comes to the Hall of Fame. One significantly more than the other. We've said and it. Which one is that? I think the, the stats. I think the stats are more important. The accolades are on top of that. But based on what you just said, you're disagreeing with yourself. Would you let me finish, please? I'm catching today. So, when you're comparing him to the other point guards in his class because he's going to retire around the same time as Kyrie Irving Steph Curry um, those players have similar statistics at least season wise they also have more accolades that's what I'm talking about like accolades are important on top of it but those are tertiary those are important but they're not to be all and all the stats are important 
But when you have three players that played the same position with the same stats, you're going to go with the accolades, yes or no. Like, that's what the accolades are for. Yes, but I think it's Steph, Dame, Kyrie. Brennan is literally making... Oh, 100%. It's Steph, Dame making my own argument that I made like two episodes ago that he fought profusely. And Kurt, I'm still iffy on how Hall of Fame works for NBA. I'm still learning that part. If they're on a ballot and they don't make it, is that it? Or can they go on consecutive ballots? They can go. There's a limit, but they can go on consecutive ballots. Oh, so it works like baseball, where you have to make it by X ballot or you don't make it. Yeah. Okay. Because football, you can just be thrown on whenever, right, Angelo? Pretty sure, yeah. That's okay. that's a weird system, but um but I don't think whether he wins or loses his career is in jeopardy or his legacy, whatever. I just don't think that if he gets to the NBA finals you're gonna stop him. Because he's gonna be I think if he doesn't make it to the NBA finals in Milwaukee, yes, that, that is that is like Exhibit A. A mark. A mark. Yeah, that's on his that's record. Exhibit A. Yeah. I I can see that. And but why? I, I agree with. You. Oh, go ahead. But why? Because. But why? Yeah, yeah. Because if you said, because like I have said, I have said the Portland Trail Blazers were a dumpster fire organization. They did not give him the supporting pieces that he needed. You cannot say that about the Milwaukee Bucks. So if you can if you tell me everything around him is ideal now and he still can't get the job done with Giannis then no th- th- that's exhibit A dude but so let me let, let's Giannis let's, got it done with Drew Holiday so let's let's re- let's visit this again let's visit this real quick <laughs> so if Giannis makes the finals this year but he doesn't win is that a mark on his legacy it's different it's different, but yes. it's but it's Giannis not. Didn't leave a team he was loyal to for forever. But in this what big like stink? Go to the team and lose. He stayed with Milwaukee. If Dan I, leaves, I, he 18, won with Milwaukee. Yeah, I get that. But what I'm saying is, are we acknowledging that it's a team game or not? Because let's say. Let's say that a year from now, we're sitting here talking about the Milwaukee Bucks losing in the NBA Finals, but you know what? Dame's performance in the series, he lost, but he could have been the Finals MVP. Is that a mark on his legacy because he didn't win because Giannis missed a buzzer-beating layup? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, we focus too much on the idea of it, and we don't think of the bigger picture. I was kind of inferring that it was Dame's fault that they lost. If it's Dame's fault, they lost. Absolutely. That's but, where my head was at. Was if but, it's Dame, Dame did not perform how but if, Dame should But have. if Dame gets there and Dame but performs like Dame. That, let's be and, realistic. How many scenarios do you have where... We're, I'm, we're assuming health with all this. How many right. scenarios do you have the Bucks make the NBA Finals, they lose, and it's Giannis's fault? Really? Right, but how many, like, based on prior performances how many situations do you think that it's dame's fault like the portland trailblazers were not not a good team because of damian lillard right but the bucks are a good team a great team right and 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 that's what i'm saying but the question was phrased as if damian lillard makes the finals and loses is it a mark on his legacy it i 
Depends on his performance, would be fair to say, but no, losing in the finals is not a mark on his legacy as long as he plays like Dame. Because only one team can win. And you know what? If he loses to the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic, why are we going to say, ah, man, Damian Lillard, that's a mark against you. Nikola Jokic might be the best player in the, there's no because might. you also have might be the best player in Giannis, and once again, I'm 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 like visualizing this in my head. If that happens, I think Dame is getting outplayed by Jamal Murray. And yes, if Dame gets outplayed by Jamal Murray in an NBA Finals, I'm gonna look sourly on that. I'm okay, gonna... let let's clarify which Jamal Murray are we talking about here? Oh my god! Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's a, a legitimate a fair thing. question. That's a fair question. Is it Jamal Murray or is it Nuclear Murray? Because those are two very different no, people. It, it, that's that's a very fair discussion because Murray in the playoffs last year was a completely different beast. And I dare I say playoff <laughs> Murray last year might be one of the best point guards I've ever seen. <laughs> And that's not Jamal Murray in the regular season last year. It is not. So, again, like, and that's the other thing. Like, let's, devil's advocate, give me a team from the East, one of you that is going to, or a team from the West that's going to make it. I don't care which one. That's going to what? Make the playoffs? Make the finals. Versus the Bucks. Yeah, Suns. So, let's say Grayson Allen decides that he's going to hit 10 threes in a game and win the finals. Are are we really going to hold that against Damian Lillard? It, like, so once to again, me, it depends on the performances of Dame through the season, or through the finals. One game is important, but at the same time, it's a series. You have to... Look, look, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, game seven, Damian Lillard drops 30. Shoots 50, 40, 78. Bad free throw shooting night, right? Um, Grayson Allen hits 10 for 10 from three, and the Suns win. Are you really going to sit here and say, oh, man, How Dame. much did they lose by? Did the free throws cost them the game? Oh, for the love of God, you're overthinking it. <laughs> I was just looking at a stat line. Um, I'm saying, like, are you really... I, I know what you're saying. Are, are, are we not going to account that... Someone got hot at the right time. Like that that that's what I talk about when I say that only one team can win. Like it every season is not a failure just because you didn't win the NBA finals. Like a player got hot at the right time. They won. That doesn't invalidate the success of every other NBA team that, you know, got to the playoffs or made it to the second round, made it to the third round. Like those are still accomplishments that we should be celebrating. I mean, they're not the finals. They're not winning the finals, but they're still accomplishments. And that's kind of what I'm talking about when I'm saying if Dame makes it and Dame plays well, it doesn't matter if they win or lose. That doesn't impact his legacy. Now, if Dame gets there and he shoots like three for 15, mm-hmm. goes and like posts up from the wing every possession and just tries to oh, back man. down people and <laughs> shoots right, into PTSD. 
And that's that's what I was more thinking was he doesn't perform the way Dame does. Right. So in that situation, yes, but the, the question wasn't phrased that way. It was just phrased as if he loses in the finals. <laughs> if if Dame is the reason they lose, absolutely that impacts his legacy. But agree to disagree. Just losing in the finals, no. Okay. Where did we leave off? Uh did Angelo make his prediction? I don't think so, no. I don't think, think he so did. Either. I do not think he did. Because you guys didn't do the Dark Horse option, right? No, I did not. Okay. So, <laughs> what was Ren picks again? I Bucks. was Bucks Nuggets. And... and you picked two? I picked the Bucks. Because I just don't think that if you get... An... I don't think Damian Lillard is going to be stopped if he makes it to the finals. Okay. Dame is putting all the rest of the gas I, I think, that, into I think series. I think everything after this season is going to be a downhill slope if they make the finals from Dame. Because I think he is going to give everything he has to win it this year. Right. Okay, so I had the Suns against the Bucks. And mm-hmm. I have the Suns winning and Kevin Durant taking finals MVP. Oh, you just because, well, okay. you just jumped into the finals MVP. We were going to... Because that's what would have to happen. I mean, why wouldn't you give your finals MVP if you gave your winner? Why okay, well, well, I mean, mine was obvious. Mine was Dame. Yeah. Mine are less obvious. Mine was, if the Boston win, I was giving it to poor Zingod. Poor Zing. Really? What? Yeah. It will be his. How he and remember, in my mind, Porzingis was the one that was containing and stopping Jokic. That contributes to the finals win for Boston. You're giving so him an I give it to him. I am. He retired, dude. He's. We got to have a new one. Oh. God. And then if it was Lakers, Cavs, I'm giving it to Mobley. Yeah, that's that, that's fair. <laughs> that one's fair. <laughs> I could see it, but I think it's going to Donovan if we win the finals. I think, yeah, I I think that like if we had a Cavs final, and this is just me like it's staring off in the face. Yeah. No, I I think that I Mobley would be like the one that like deserved it. Basketball fans would be like, oh, he deserved it, but like basketball watchers would be like, ah, Donovan Mitchell dropped 30 in the game yeah, seven. Like, like Aaron finally. Gordon. I think that yes. Yes. people that really, really follow basketball would be like, that was a hell of a game for Mobley. He deserved it. Like, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I agree. That is probably how that goes down. But I think that Donovan would get it because he's the name and he would probably score a lot and yeah. that's unfortunate that we value scoring so much because Mobley would have been doing a lot of the little things that got them there and which is why Mobley's probably the one defending Jokic or AD or whoever defending it, as long as they're above like six or Mobley's on yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> but okay Angela back to your KD yes So I think that if KD is going to kind of revitalize his name, because let's be real, KD's legacy and how we view him has taken a hit over the last, I'd say, three, four years. Been a little muddy. Just just a little muddy. I think 
this is the season, this is the scenario. If it's not this year, it's probably not happening. Because but, the, the man is 35, and he is on probably, and this man has been on a really good roster, but this is probably his best chance to win a finals post-Warriors. I I think I think KD going to Warriors put a forever, a never ending black mark on his record for he's gonna be on super teams. He made with Warriors. He attempted with the Nets. I think I think I yeah, exactly. I think going from the Warriors and then doing that with the Nets and then going to the Suns kind of cemented that, not the Warriors. I think the Warriors was the start. It was like, okay, if it happened once, we're not mad. Like, fool me once, shame on, you know. I think it was it by far the most oppressive team he was on. Was he part of the 72? No. He came okay. the year after. No, okay. that was actually, if you if you followed the group chat a couple weeks ago, there was the huge argument between Angelo and I. Shocker. Yeah, because, like... He basically was saying the 73 win Warriors were pointless. Like, nobody cares about that. Good job, Angelo. And, like, they didn't seal the deal, they didn't get the job done, which is so depressing. But that's easily as that's equal to the Patriots going undefeated and then losing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But it doesn't. It's still impressive. Oh, it's still impressive. I agree. And. No, you agree. Everyone agrees. It's still impressive, except Angelo. <laughs> there was a huge that was, that was like recently top three biggest arguments in the group chat. <laughs> top three uh, isn't impressive, honestly. It, it is. Our yeah, group chat is great. Yeah. Um. Are we ready for MVP? There was something I wanted so. Here's the interesting thing, because I, this is a little odd segue. If you go to, like, any NBA circle, like NBA Reddit, or, like, browse the comments on ESPN if you hate yourself, um, you will see the snake emoji pop up two times. One if you're referencing Kobe, and once if you're represent, re- referencing KD for two completely different reasons. And I just find that an interesting little cultural thing that we I do. I thought you were going to say Austin Reeves. What? What? Or no, no, Caruso. Caruso. White Mamba. Oh. But that's not the White Mamba. Who's the White Mamba? Brian Scalabrini. Eh. Current day White Mamba. Brian Scalabrini is still like the. <sighs> is he still in the league? No. Is he current player? Then no. he's not current. No. So, like, if I say Mellow, who do you think I'm talking about? Cheeseburger. Lamello. Right, but Lamelo Ball is the new Mellow. He's in the league. I don't really. Mello's I not... don't call him. Mello what? Ball. Oh, oh, you Mello don't. Ball. You don't. You no. don't. So no. like, you're in my world. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to MVP already. God. <laughs> oh my God! I thought I forgot MVP for a second. I would have died laughing. <laughs> it was at the top. MVP. I'm doing I'm there. I'm doing Jason Tatum. Mm. Mhm. I the belief they get to I mean it doesn't really matter but they get to the finals and they win. I'm going with Tatum. Dark Horse Dame. Interesting. 
That's a very I, interesting dark horse. That's a very like it's not that I disagree with it at all. It's just I didn't that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. So you don't think playing alongside Giannis is kind of gonna a diminish Dame's stats and b diminish Dame's I, act like Dame so, is the second best person on that team, which means he's and, not gonna get the defense that he got under Portland. And also, he's going to be running pick and roll with the best role man in the NBA. But you're yeah. not going to give the credit to the role man who is the face of the... I don't know. I think I think, that's think, I think Dame could average more than Giannis. I think it's... This sounds bad because we were just talking about how Dame's legacy could take a hit. I think it could be a storyline. If Dame comes out and is firing like... The Bucks are firing on all cylinders. All the other fans are like, yes, Dame's going to get his thing. And then all of the true Portland fans who actually like Dame and aren't mad at him are going to vote too. So I think the entire league could get behind Dame and like, yes, he's finally going to get one. That's fair. Storylines story are, story are important. So you ever seen the episode of The Simpsons where Bart's on the back of the bus and everyone's like, say the line? Say the line. So we're Bart. doing it again. We're we're doing it again. So MVP gonna be Luca. Gonna be Luca. Oh, no. It's gonna be Luca. Look. I told you. What did I say last episode? Guys, I predicted it. He so the Luca trap. I and I, you, and, I you, and you swore to me. You said no, well, it's no, not no, no, Luca. No. So, it's not it's someone different. So okay. it wasn't. So it wasn't at that time. So I had Nikola Jokic penciled in here. And then I erased it about two days ago when I was going over my list again in preparation for this episode. That's why you don't write Nikola Jokic's name in pen. Go on. Pencil. Pencil. You can't yeah. erase pen. That was my point. You can white out pen. Pens. That's witchcraft. So... <laughs> So I had Nikola Jokic for a long time, and I it, it, it just felt too safe, right? So Luka Doncic this year, the, the Mavs' biggest weakness last year was their defense. They improved that tenfold. Kyrie and Luka did not get a full season to play together. This year, they've got a full offseason to get comfortable with each other. It seems like everything coming out, they are working well together. Luca is one of the most fantastical players we've ever seen. I just like he could come out and average a 30 point triple double this year, 12 assists, 11 rebounds. Like that that wouldn't surprise me and if the Mavericks are in the playoffs, which I think they will be. I think they'll be probably around a 4 or 5 in that ballpark. I, I, it's a safe pick. It's a boring pick. I get it. Say the line totally 100% agree with you. My dark horse pick is SGA. So I think that. Oh, oh, I debated that one too. So I think that the OKC Thunder will make the playoffs. I I hinted at this at the start of the episode. I think that they're going to be probably a seven, maybe a six seed. Um, And I think it's going to be entirely based on SGA. I think SGA could mess around and average 33 34 like insane numbers um the pieces around him fantastic like 
we as a podcast, we are all in agreement on like Josh Giddy, uh, Chet Holmgren, even though we just went on a segment arguing about it. Like we know how talented he is. Um, even when you get to the bench, Lou Dort, it's just an all around great team. It's going to be led by SGA. And if they make enough noise to get one of those higher seeds, at least like a six seed, SGA is going to be in contention. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him win it if he does average those insane numbers to get them there. So, are you done? Yeah. Okay, so I want to rewind it back. Austin, you you unmute your mic for this. Damn it. Roger that, boss. So, you can go back. Because we, mm-hmm. we have been doing this now going Almost on a year. year. It'll be a year next month. And mm-hmm. one of the events that happened over the year was I said that Joel Embiid would win MVP because of narrative, because they were tired of Jokic. And the man across from me that just said the two phrases, narrative is... <laughs> is... <laughs> And Jokic feels too safe, who has over the last year been like, defend defend the Embiid take. Defend it with statistics, Angelo. Defend it with statistics. Angelo, Angelo, the stats did. don't he make sense. Did. Defend he it. Never you never did that. You never did that. You what? never did that. You never had, there was never a segment on this show that you said, defend the Joel Embiid MVP take with stats. Do it. You never did that. Uh, no, I'm saying you never did. Because it wasn't defendable. But that's my point. You're up here saying like you. Even th- th- even the recording software had enough of him. <laughs> Open. You had a couple of Jesus moment. You said, yes, yes, the narrative does matter. Well, yes, yeah, I don't, so let me rephrase that. I don't think the narrative matters. I think Kendrick Perkins gaslit everyone into voting for Joel Embiid. Let's be. But you just said the narrative. Oh, my God. Did I say the narrative matters? Yeah, you said storylines are important. No, I, they're important. They're absolutely important. I think. Like, don't you from... dare backtrack this. No. So, from a analysis point of view, because we are unfortunately analysts at this point, storylines matter. Like, if we're just going to come out and say that, you know, X player average Y points, B player average C points, like, that, that who cares? Like, that's not enjoyable. But if, like... SGA's dog got ran over and it's in critical condition right now, but he came out and he hit those free throws. That's important. That's a storyline. Those storylines are critical because otherwise we're just reading stats off. That's what I mean by that. So when we have things like adversity, those are important. They're not the be all end all though. I I think you're reading too much into what I was saying. I think Hello? you've seen the light. It's okay. No, I haven't. There's oh. no light. It's dark. It's shining Scary. through. <laughs> We're cracking right. the way the, So the I can get my predictions are. out the way now? Yeah, go yes. ahead. 
Anyway, I, I I basically have a mix of year two's predictions. I got Tatum winning MVP and SGA as my dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us being different, Ren. Yeah. yeah. He he took. The... Hold on, MVP. Hold on. What's the MVP voting? <laughs> uh, Jokic is the leader. So none of us took the leader. No. I took Luca, who was number it's too two. Safe. No, it is too safe. It 100% is too safe because, like, this is Jokic to Electric Boogaloo because he should have won last year. So if we're going off the narrative, right, it's Jokic's because the NBA owes him an MVP. Yes. But that that's I don't think that's fair. Like, he, he should earn it, and I think he can, but I'm not going to bet on him. My Dame takes pretty far down there. Yeah, it is. And Dame is really far. Hold on. I mean, I have to click on expand. Damian Lillard is after Anthony Edwards, Devin Booker. Plus 2,200. You should bet on that. It's a lot of, it's a lot of money. Yeah. That's it, right? That's it. Do you guys got anything else? I will uh, screenshot all my uh, notes upload. I'll put them in the chat so you can read them now that you had all the results. Yeah, I'll I'll actually read through them because I didn't I didn't want to spoil it because I wanted like live reaction so I I ignored you when you posted them. Um, hey guys, down below in the description, all of our socials are linked there as well as the donate button and the Patreon if you do want to support the channel. Don't have to, but if you do, it's down there. Um, I don't know. You guys got anything else at all? Like, it, it's been a couple weeks since we had the full roster here, so yeah. Like, is, is there anything we want to talk about? I don't think so. The football good to be back. I yeah. So we've got the football podcast going on, and that is churning out content left and right. So if you are a fan of football do check that out no reserves football it is on the same channel so again click the links down below everything is in that you will figure it out from there because you are smart you are intelligent you are worthy um but yeah angelo and alex do a great job over there it's it's enjoyable that is the birthplace of the soundboard so right now it's not exactly high up on my list but what was Alex's favorite? Hold on, I gotta... Oh my god. Why is there favorites? Why do we have favorites? We use this a lot. I hate how long it sustains. <laughs> like, if I it know. was just a wow, it would have been fine, but like, the, the, the fade out. <laughs> it's, great. It. No, it's, it's, great. it's great. No, it's great. It's great. I want that as my green release sound for 2K, though. <laughs> like, I I will pay, like, a hundred bucks if 2K oh, puts them in. Wow! <laughs> um, yeah, that would be great. Like, wow, Ren greened one. I green a lot of floaters. Yeah, floaters. Yeah, That's, I can't yeah. really talk, though. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's good. He's good for one every two games. For now, for now, <laughs> changes to the roster. Speaking of that, streaming. 
Oh, Lord. We got to do that. We got to do that. We keep talking about it on here, and then we don't do it. So we'll do it this week. We will do it this week. We will say you have access to the. That's not important. That's not important. (laughs) We will do it this week. Hand to God, we will do it this week. Check again the links down below. Go to Twitch, subscribe to us, follow us, whatever. You'll get the notification when we're streaming. We're doing it. 2K. Sea of Thieves. We we don't know. There's going to be more games than just 2K, but 2K will be the most of it. Um, leave the reviews. Leave the reviews. The reviews are the most important thing. But I don't know. What? I'm still just... You're still just the takes tonight. The takes. I think some of them have been really solid. I mean, they've been solid. Like they Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler. I, I'll give you a Walker Kessler. That was really good. Um, I had a few good ones, but anyway, you you really did. Drunk Angelo is apparently more cognizant than sober Angelo. Well, he had most good ones. Yeah, he had some. There was the Grady Dick. The notes, the notes are in the chat, so you guys can check them out, and Austin can post them. Okay. Grady Dick Golden L Award. I say that's the name for this season. Episode. (laughs) No, this season. No, the Grady, the Golden L. Every year, make a let's make a decision. Every year, the Golden L Award will be named after a different player, but it will not be because of that player because that's disrespectful. It will be named because of a bad take from one of us whoever has the first golden l of the season that so it's the grady it's the grady dick golden l right now yeah yeah it's the grady dick golden l award okay not because grady dick is an l but because your prediction is an l so the first golden l names the award can we call it the grady dick ruby red award or the ruby red l Sure. Okay. If that makes you feel better, I'm fine with it. That, that's a lot of words, and I'm it's not going to remember it after tonight. But it's, it's great. absolutely, it's, it's, it'll be it in my head. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Oh, so goodness. let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we are back next week's episode. We will have NBA regular season games to talk about. It opens so with. Excited. Oh my God! What? Oh, you said what? I thought you started talking. Uh, my bad. I about jumped your throat. Um, who opens the regular season? Um, I feel like a bad NBA fan for not knowing that right now. I knew it yesterday. I see. I knew it yesterday. So it's Lakers Nuggets is the first game. We should have Tuesday, Tuesday October 24th, and then Suns Warriors at 10 p.m. And then the rest of the teams jump in on Wednesday, uh, 7 p.m., Pacers-Wizards, finally. Cavs, Nets at 7.30, and the Mavericks and Spurs play at 9.30. That is all of our teams. Yeah. Oh, my God, what if the Spurs just dominate the Mavs and, like, Wemby drops, like, 40? (laughs) You won't see me next week. So we might, we might, I'm not making any promises here because we have been 
very bad about it, but we might release a bonus episode next week, so keep those notifications turned on because we might release one after the first games. We'll see. No promises. Love you. Bye.